welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And, uh, and it's Sci-Fi Sunday. And are you ready for our motivation for today? Oh, yes. Our motivational card. What is our motivational card for Sci-Fi Sunday? So much joy. Be the change you wish to see up in this bitch. Namaste. I love that. I love that. That actually goes along with my kids, my quote of the day today. I was just feeling like really, um, uh, what's the word? Philosophical. So the quote of the day, the quote of the day today was a Russell Brand quote, because truthfully, when you're feeling philosophical, where else do you go but Russell Brand? And I don't even mean that with any irony. That man is everything to me. Um, uh, But the quote said, now I have to look it up and I'm stupid and I'm Right, it's okay. Use this time while the sirens going by, and you can just cut it all out. Oh, the most potent tool in maintaining the status quo is our belief that change is impossible. That's true. You're not wrong. Not wrong. And Russell then they asked, they asked me what all of those words meant. God bless. <laughs> God bless them. In fact, one of them tried to read it, and they only got as far as maintaining, and then they gave up. And I was like, I ain't oh. um, But I'm okay. Um, it's been a very uh, insane week. Like, um, my date last week got canceled due to a scheduling conflict, not on my end. <laughs> so the day that I was supposed to go on a date, I angry drove home. And don't angry drive, guys. Don't do it. When you're angry, I tell my students, we don't walk with our emotions when they're being sad and annoying in the hallway. But I don't listen to my own advice, and then I angry drive, and then I get a speeding ticket for going 81 in the 65. Not great. Not great. Not great. So there's that. Um, and I did, I'm trying to decide which stories I'm telling, because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. only so much week. Um, but today, I have very exciting news. And that is this cape that I'm wearing. <laughs> it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. It is a cape with pocket. Um, I know that I had mentioned it kind of on the podcast because um, this is the one that when I went to meet Ashley Eckstein, she told me about, and then I was waiting for the live announcement and the sales went live on Tuesday and I bought it on Thursday and it's here already and I'm thrilled. But I also just felt that I had to wear it because it is Star Wars. And that is important for today's episode of the podcast. Excellent. Excellent. I like it. How? Oh, wait, sorry. I have one other story that I wasn't going to share, but then I realized it's actually really only relevant for 
our sci-fi Sunday podcast, not okay. our horror podcast. Um, so I have a coworker. Um, he is a substitute at the te- at the school. Like he doesn't actually work there. He's like our like number one on our sub list, and I'm kind of obsessed with him because he is like a Russian literature expert and like going to school to be like a an English teacher, and he cracks me up all of the time. Like one time he was like, when you leave sub plans, if you want me to just play basketball with the kids and throw them out the window, I can do that too. And I was like, we are the same person. <laughs> Obsessed. Um, so I walked into work the other day and I had my jacket on and he freaked out. Yes. <laughs> he is the world's biggest Stargate fan. And he was like, if you guys ever need a third voice on the podcast, please call me. And I was like, Tug. So um, at some point, Doug will join us because I love that there is someone in this world who actually loves Stargate as much as I do. Love it. to listen to our show first. Yes. And then um, we, well, Doug's roommate did already follow our Facebook page. Doug's roommate is actually my coworker, Dan. He's the social studies teacher at the school, and that's how Doug has the jobs. Because, Well, no, actually, Doug went to school. At St. Andrews. But anyway, Doug and Dan are roommates and um, they're huge nerds. And um, sometimes I wonder why I don't hang out with them all the time because they're the only people who understand me. We have like a 25 minute conversation about casting in Star Trek movies the other day. Love it. Love it. Um, so now, how was your week? Sorry, now that I'm done being like a okay. Um, I'm fine. I finally finished my YouTube project for work, which means I don't have to do that incessantly anymore. So I'm thrilled about that. Um, oh, I am like echoing. I think my mic's up too loud. Um, so, so I, I worked a lot. I worked 10 hours on Saturday. But it was fine because, first of all, it was just me <laughs> my boss was there helping me because we're like nice. um but i met tara reed and she's very nice isn't she she's the sweetest like i didn't even i didn't recognize her at first because i wasn't paying attention <laughs> i was just like i have thousands of people to serve so i've just had to run in circles yeah um but yeah she was super nice so loved that um and I haven't been to a Broadway show in ages, and I'm finally going to one tomorrow. Yay! The Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal. I <sighs> am stoked. Very nice. So I I know yeah. very little about it, but I know he wrote it. It's based off of a movie that he wrote and starred in. Okay. It's got Shoshana Beans in it. Like it's got like a decent cast. And, nice. Um, Looks fun. Can't wait. Heard it's good. Fantastic. Oh, I am very excited about that. That's um, it. My life. Oh, and a and a quick update. Um, if you listened to the last episode, I was very excited to be in DC the day it came out. Um, but unfortunately, my DC trip got canceled at two o'clock the day before I was supposed to go. And, yeah, um, we both, we were so excited. You were excited about DC and I was excited about my date. And then Thursday sucked so hard for both of us. 
It did. It did. We just canceled Thursday and it was like, all right, that's fine. Moving on. So yeah, Thursday. Only it's okay. Um, <laughs> yesterday. So Sunday, last sci-fi Sunday, I was getting ready to watch my shows in the morning. And um, actually, no, I watched Stargate on Saturday and then I was going to watch um, Bates on Sunday. And my mom was like, did you watch Bates yet? And I go, no. She was like, why not? You've been awake for a while. I go, because I remembered as I was getting ready to watch Bates that today is Sunday. So I should probably, I don't know, post to the podcast. That would be helpful. Yes. She just started laughing. I go, well, good. It'd be helpful if I did that. Yes. Yes. That is helpful. <laughs> Why watch the shows and record things if you're not going to upload it? If you're not going to post it for the people to see and hear. But you did it. Came out on Sunday. It sure did. Nailed it. That I did. Speaking of nailing things. Which is actually a legitimate segue, even though it doesn't sound like it. This week's episode. It is. Stargate. Season one, episode nine. And it was entitled Thor's Hammer. This is the one where Stargate joins Marvel's universe. Hammer. Nail. (laughs) Such a dork. (laughs) I know. It was a rated eight- Point zero stars. And um, Fair enough. It was good. I liked it a lot. Um, it came out on September 26, 1997. Uh, the number one song was Still Honey. And the number one movie... The number one movie was a comedy called In and Out... It was directed by Frank Oz and starred Kevin Kline and Tom Selleck and was really not very well rated, but it did have the distinction of being Hollywood's first attempt at a major gay motion picture comedy and had a 12 minute kiss between or 12 seconds or 12 seconds like 12 minutes is a very long time 12 second kiss between kevin klein and tom Selleck. that is an interesting choice and i was like i've never heard of this movie and my dad goes i vaguely remember that kiss making headlines but i've also never seen anything else about the movie and i was like good but good, tom good. Selleck and kevin klein that's who they picked for their first two big like gay right can you imagine Tom Selleck kissing a man? I'm just picturing him in Blue Bloods, though. I'm like, that's not a lot. Not the same. No. Not the same. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe he did still have that mustache, though. I thought he did, 97? I don't know. I don't know. He had it for a while. Yeah. So um, that's... <laughs> That's the number one movie. Um, the, only, the only event that day is, um, again, awful, because apparently the show only comes out on days when awful things happen. Um, there was an airplane There was an airplane crash in Indonesia that killed 235 people. 
that was supposedly caused by um, smoke in the air from a brush fire on one of the Indonesian islands. So who knows how many like things died because of that fire on top of the fact that the plane crash also killed everyone. That is so sad. Yeah. So, you know, starting off strong. We sure are. Kevin Klein and Tom Selleck making out and dead people. What a way. What do you expect from this? Right. Speaking of dead people, um, the director, who is not dead, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 because, because the director of this episode, <laughs> this is his first episode of eight Stargate episodes, but we've already talked about him on the show because he directed for Dead Like Me. That's why the speaking of dead people <laughs> was actually relevant. Excellent. Excellent. Glad he is not dead. This episode was directed by Brad Turner. (laughs) Okay, I follow. And written by Catherine Powers, who wrote last week. I was like, I know her name. Yes. Um, Guest stars. There are two. Except for that one of them, I forgot her name. Because I didn't write her down. I was just going to write, pick one guest star to talk about and not do two. But then everyone, we kept looking at her face during the episode and being like, she looks really familiar. And then we figured out why she looks so familiar. So my mom was IMDBing her and I found out a bunch of crazy stuff about her. So I was like, I'll talk about her. But then I never wrote her name down. So it didn't help. Um, Galen Gorg. Gorg? I don't know. G-O with an umlaut R-G. Don't know how to say that. Um, played Kendra. And she um was in a lot of like random things. Um like she was in one episode of The Fresh Prince and one episode of uh Xena and one episode of Hercules and one episode of Lost and one episode of Colony and one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. So I've seen her in everything I've ever watched, really. I've seen um, her, yes. Um, but she played um a recurring character on Twin Peaks. That's what I actually recognized her from. And so she's just on like a lot of small TV stuff, but like she's very pretty and very recognizable. She's also done a couple Hallmark movies like Christmas movies, but she passed away in July of 2020. Now she was only 55. Yeah. I was like, she's got to be young. And this is the craziest thing. She died of cancer the day before her 56th birthday. She was diagnosed with cancer a week before she died. That's terrifying to me. That is the scariest thing in the world to me. Mm -hmm. One week. That's all she. That's all. That's all she got. Just here to so, bring um, down. What we're here for? Yeah, we're just here. Um, but she is also like um, very interesting descent because obviously you can tell by her uh, weird spelled last name that her father is German, right? But her mother is. Um, African-American, Choctaw and Blackfoot Indian, and Irish. 
but she was raised on the island of Hawaii or on the island of Oahu. Interesting. So she's just like a very interesting person, and I'm very sad that she died. Me too. Um, sad way. Yeah, but the um, real guest star. Not that she was not a real guest star. She's wonderful. But the big name, big name, the reason why my Star Wars cape is applicable is because this episode featured the voice work of an actor who was very, very famous for voice work. I mean, and for other things, but the voice of Unis, Swamp Creature, Mm-hmm. was none other than James Earl Jones. <gasps> no. Yes. Darth Vader himself. Correct. Mufasa. <laughs> um, he is the only person from Star Wars to have any interaction with the Stargate universe in any way. Oh, so we're done and now. My trivia for the episode um but yeah so James Earl Jones do we really need to talk about James Earl Jones he's wonderful he was Mufasa and Darth Vader and honestly I'm sure he's done a million other things but who cares he was Mufasa and Darth Vader like if you don't know him then you've never watched anything (laughs) you're not watching us if you've never heard of him no no that, that voice that voice um Literally, my note just says guest star, James Earl Jones. No notes. Nothing else. <laughs> I did not write. I was just like, love him. Um, the blurb for this episode says, O'Neill and Teal'c are trapped in an underground labyrinth and must fight for their lives against Onus, the original Gawold host. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start the episode at... Um, Stargate Command and Daniel is explaining his new theory that um, there are other aliens that built the gates that are highly intelligent and that the Gaul are just parasitic and because they're parasitic they just used the gates for their conquering purposes but that they did not build them because the technology in the gates is not quite the same as all the other Gaul tech that they have yeah, this was fascinating to me, and it had my mind spiraling. I was like, who created it? Was it humans? Was it a different alien race? Where did, how did we get here? So I don't, I don't have an answer, but I have a lot of questions. So. <laughs> I, after this episode ended, I go, this is going to be really hard to record. And Dad was like, my dad was like, why? And I go, because Courtney's going to have a lot of questions. And I can't <laughs> answer any of them. And he was like, why not? I go, because I, because I know the answers. He goes, oh, right. No, that makes sense. Yes. Yes. I'm so sorry. I don't know why the world like ending outside today. It happens. Um, Yes. So uh, I can tell you, but I won't. I appreciate it. Um, So, but um, Daniel, because the Gawold have replaced um, Egyptian gods, Daniel um, does the correct thing, I think, 
personally, this is my extrapolation, and goes to other mythology for the answers. And based on the fact that the Stargate symbols are very runic in nature, he believes that uh, the Norse gods are connected to the Stargate and that Thor's hammer was actually alien technology. I'm obsessed. Um, And Teal just goes, oh yeah, I know about that. (laughs) It's like, cool, thanks. Thanks for holding that back, Teal. Yeah. I mean, granted, to be fair, he didn't know that anybody on Earth knew anything about Thor. Mm -hmm. But he's like, yeah, no, Thor's hammer, that symbol is belongs to a planet that we can never go there no gold is allowed to go there ever yeah so naturally so naturally we go there right right um they did Uh before we get there they mentioned um etins e-t-i-n-e-t-i-n yes did they tell me what that was um kind of they talk about it a little bit they answer it later but um in norse mythology Etans were like a demon race that um invaded earth um that thor and the other norse gods were protecting the um viking people from so in daniel's theory the Etans is the the norse word for what the gaul are i see see I thought that it was based more on like Norse mythology as opposed to like Stargate universe. So I was like, well, you're going to be able to explain this. Yes, it, yes, exactly. So in, in Norse mythology, Atens are one of the, the demon races that um, Thor and the other um, Asgardians have to protect Midgard or, or from. Mm-hmm. So they just then connected that actual mythos with their mythos and are saying that the ends in daniel's theory of what happened mm-hmm. which we kind of find out is basically true we don't have any information on it but like right. it, it probably probably pretty true um in daniel's theory the ends would then be the gold right that makes sense yes love it and which is why they also then um assume that and call Teal an Etten later in the episode. Got it. Um, so they're going to Sumeria, which is the name of the planet. Okay. <laughs> yes. My next question already. Yes. Uh, so I always have my um, subtitles on. And it spelled it Sumeria, like C-I-M-M. Was it supposed to be Sumeria, or is this supposed to be a new planet or new world? Um... Well, I don't, I mean, it is a new planet. Right. But did they call it Samaria, like, to base it off of Samaria, or is it supposed to be Samaria? Um, It's supposed to be, let me, let me just double check, because I did not have my subtitles on, which is a rare thing, truthfully. I usually do. Um, No, this these reviews are spelling it C I M M E R I A. Right. Which is not Sumeria. Um Welcome to what happens when we research on the podcast. Um what nope, it is I have a lot of questions. It is 
Sumeria. I thought they were saying Sumeria. I thought it is me off. It is Sumeria. Um, but its designation is P3X974. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just so you know. Um, but anyway, yes. So Samaria, apparently. Um, and they're going. And uh, Daniel made a friendly gift for the aliens. That is adorable. And never... Never more than in this scene did I believe that Daniel Jackson is Milo Thatch from Atlantis. <laughs> like, I know I said that when we watched the movie yeah. that he gives me Milo vibes, but like in this scene when he was like freaking out about the box, I go, no, literally, he's Milo Thatch. Truly, truly. Um, so they uh, go through the gate and they fall into this world. And a bunch of people are just standing around the gate laughing at them. <laughs> Weird, like, entrance. So strange. And um, then, and they just start chanting Thor, 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 mm-hmm. Thor. And then this crazy laser appears out of the top of the hammer. And it, like, scans them and finds the gold and teal stomach and beams him up. And, and this, like, um, the effects from these lasers were so reminiscent of the laser effects from the Fantastic Four 1994 movie. I know that is such, like, a <laughs> like, weird connection. But weird. it made me, like, like when they're all standing in the, like, base or whatever and the lasers are coming down on them, it, like, it had such the same feel as this laser scene. Perfect. Um, I don't know there are similar people that did it. I don't know anything about that that Fantastic Four movie. Because that's not... No, that's the old one, not the one with Jessica Alba. No, no, it's the old one. It's not great. Yeah. Um, while their teak is being beamed up, teak is being beamed up. Thank you. I was like, I don't know what you just said to me. While that is happening, Jack freaks out and attaches himself to Teal'c, so then he is also kidnapped by this laser beam. Yes. Which, like, to be fair, probably the smartest move, but also not at all. Right. You didn't Um, know at the time it was the best move. Right, but I mean, like, if you don't know what's happening and one of your teammates is about to be taken somewhere, like, Daniel and and Sam are together, Mm-hmm. Tilk would be alone. Like it, it makes sense. He, it made sense. Um Daniel assumes that they're dead and just starts talking about having to go back and like tell everybody that they're dead and how do they what do they do? And Sam is like, no, they're what what? He gave up very quickly. <laughs> he just like immediately was like, Well, they're dead now. Yes, we gotta go to new problem, yeah. And she was like, that's not how this works. They can't be dead. Which, like, to be fair, they totally could have been dead. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, so then the people who were laughing, their leader shows up, and it is this woman who I could not figure out how to pronounce her name at all. Like, Gal 
Gadwin or something. Oh, I didn't even. Whatever. And she reveals that these are, in fact, the people of Earth. Um, and they know about Earth. Like, it's not like some of the other, um, like, the Tauri who were kidnapped mm-hmm. by the Gawold and on other planets who, like, don't know that there's another life. These people, like, know about Midgard being where their people came from and that the Thor was protected that planet and moved them here for safekeeping. So they, like, know all about Earth. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're humans like us. Like- yeah. And they say... Um, that there's no way that Daniel and Teal'c are dead because the gods would never kill a human mm-hmm. just to kill an Aten. Yeah. Or, so we know that wherever they are, they're not dead. Right. She also tells them that there was this woman named Kendra who went through the gate and and came back or like came through the gate and ended up back there so she might know where Jack and Teal'c are and they have to go find her mm-hmm. and then we switch over to Jack and Teal'c and they are in a cave um, and Courtney's favorite thing in the whole world we get shots of the gold coming out of Teal'c's stomach and oh God, I was eating dinner while I was watching this and I was like, I can never eat dinner again while watching Stargate because I don't know what's going to happen. And um, the gold is in a lot of pain. Like, Teal'c feels fine, but he's like, you know, this little yeah, snake but- guy. Little snake guy is uh, in pain. Now, here's the thing. And this, they said it before, but it was made very, very clear in this episode. Teal'c will die if that gold dies. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaffa have like insane like lifespans that don't make sense and regenerative like healing abilities and strength and power but it's because they have the gold in them so like he yeah. will actually die if anything ever happens to that gold so even though it's nasty and we don't like it it's not in his nervous system so he's still in control of himself but he does in fact need it to be alive but it should just stay inside of him it doesn't need to come out (laughs) i don't need to see it ever i just can know it's there and that's fine (laughs) um so then thor is reading them their rights basically he's like you came here to this planet you don't belong here you will be put to trial and um as soon as the that inside you is done you will be free to walk out um and then it turns out that that is a hologram and um he tells him that only the hosts can leave so teal's like well fuck me right <laughs> only he doesn't say that because it's teal and he would never say that oh i did write this girl's name down gretwin mm. you're gonna tell me that so Gratwin brings Daniel and Sam to Kendra, who is, um, they freak out because she's using Gaul tech. And they're like, bitch, no. But then she's actually just using it to heal this kid's broken wrist. And I would really like one of those runes that I could just like, anytime I have an element, just use it and clear it up. I'd love that. Right. Absolutely. Um, 
And so Sam and Daniel and Kendra and Gretwin have this whole conversation and we find out that Thor's hammer can rid people of their gold, but keep them alive. So Kendra still has the scar and people are still afraid of her because of everything, but she is no longer infected with the parasite. Um, and of course, Daniel immediately is like, this is the answer to save At this point, Ari and Skara. I had forgotten about them again. They, this, oh no, I was going to say, this is the second episode in a row, but no, there was one in between. They talked about, maybe that's why the DVD changes the order. Maybe, maybe the DVD is like, this is not, not right. We definitely didn't talk about them last episode. And I don't think we talked about it during the Knox either, did we? Yes, we did. But we just had a lot of other stuff going on. I didn't stick with me. Yeah, because that the next episode is when we they saw Apophis and they were going to follow him to find her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I forgot about him again. It's okay. Um, my dad, after watching this episode, goes, "How long did they think the show was going to last?" Because like the world building that is happening that doesn't pay off. Like you know what I mean? Like. It's a lot. If they, man, they must have been a real confident in themselves. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it paid off, but. <laughs> I go, yeah, good thing the show went on for a hundred years, but like in season one, how did, they didn't know that. Absolutely not. They were just using uh, Richard Dean Anderson and Don Davis's like cred to hope that this was going to last. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let me go back to Jack and Teal. We flip back and forth between the two a lot, but we flip back and forth between only two stories. So it's not... And it's not like quick flip back and forth. Like there's yeah. stuff that happens in the way. There's, there's a couple that are a little quick, but like, no, it's like two parallel stories happening. Right. And I appreciated that we did that we because, yeah, well, because we're seeing both sides, but also like not having to see 15 sides. Like, thank God they didn't then split up again within their split up. Right. Um, so Jack and Tilk are walking around and um, they see some like carcasses and um, there is something in the cave that ate both the people and the gold inside them, which is horrifying <laughs> that was see this is this, this one was a really quick flip we saw that and then we go back to kendra and that's why i was like i was worried when that happened but then it got better um so we're still talking to kendra about what's happening with jack and teal and um she freaks out and is like the jaffa are not good you cannot have a good jaffa i will not help you and then um it thunders and she's like oh fine whatever the valkyrie said i have to help you yeah i loved i love how tight in this episode was like yeah it really did a good job i thought of doing the very, very very good um so the valkyrie tell her she has to help them and so she says she will take them to the place where she was uh, came out of her gawold state. Um, then we go back to the cave 
and uh, Jack tells Teal'c to fire his weapon, and it doesn't work. And Jack's like, yeah, I thought that's what the Thor hologram said. But then Jack starts shooting, and it works. And he's like, haha, I still have guns. <laughs> and Teal'c just goes, they probably thought your uh, shooting weapon was too primitive. Don't bother. <laughs> um, and then Teal also brings up Shari and Skara. And I, I really liked how they did this where like they both sides of the team like were having the same thoughts about what this tech could mean for them. Um, we also then see this really uh, weird swamp creature. I kept calling the creature from the Black Lagoon. Which basically is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back out to our not trapped friends and um, we learn some more about the Gawold. Um Kendra is not from Samaria. Yeah. Where at whatever planet she was on, um, they believed that being beautiful was a curse because it meant that the Gawold might try to find you. So they tried to hide her, but then it didn't work. And then she got caught and then she became a Gawold. And, um, but Kendra was able to influence the Gawold in her. And like the way that she talked about influencing it was really cool. Yes, that is, I felt like that really switches gears for this show for us like now that we know i mean obviously like tilk can kind of like overpower his gold and doesn't have to listen to it all the time or whatever well it's because it's not it's not in his nervous system it's like right right and uh but it's like nice to know that like humans can too that's not a thing right i mean and we saw a little bit of it like we saw the um when kowalski was fighting with it like there was that like little bits of Kowalski still there but it wasn't just that she was able to like because she was not in control she basically like was talking about how the Gaul took control and was doing Gaul things and killing people and whatever but she just was like living like a little voice inside her own head telling the Gaul things and like that is a fascinating way to depict that it's more manipulation than control and you have right. to be really smart to be able to like do something right like and that. but also just like like could you imagine just becoming your own conscience while someone else controlled your body like that's so I would fucking weird so weird would not like that um but so she basically like gaslit like got old into yeah. coming to some area she's like you know I will learn a lot to go there I bet it's because the planet's so great yeah. It's because they're having it, it did. And um it got us sucked up by the hammer. Um which they were saying that they didn't know what Mjolnir, I'll never say it right, but Thor's hammer, they were like, I don't know what this is. I'm like, first of all, you're all super nerdy. It's the late nineties. There's not a chance you don't know about Thor's hammer. Like, also, the fact that they never once, like, they talked about Etten's, but they couldn't call Thor's hammer Mjolnir. Yeah. And I was like, I know about Thor's hammer and didn't know about Etten's. You have watched Marvel movies. 
Yes. But like even before, like I knew about, you know, Thor's yeah. hammer. Because it's just one of those things. It's like iconic in the comic books of the world. But also, I don't know, maybe is that all like is that the true name of it in um actual mythology? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. I'm just making up stuff now, but I am pretty sure. I feel like I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see. Uh... Oh, no, it is. It always. In Thor mythology, the... Yeah. It's Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Huh. So, I was like, so, like, they should have known, like, the name of it. Yes. Yes. One of those times where they could have just conveniently had this knowledge and it would have made sense. Right. Instead, they know how to give birth to babies and don't know what Thor's hammer is, but it's fine. Yeah, but, but it's fine. Right. Um, so then we go back to the cave and um, Jack is kind of like, I don't know how to get out of here. We're a little bit trapped. And then all of a sudden, this beast appears and Teal'c freaks out. He's like, you do not exist. <laughs> oh no. And the beast, his name is Unis. Unis is like, oh Jaffa, you kill that human and we will feast together. And I was like, that is horrifying. Also like Unis, how creative are you going to be? Like Una mm-hmm. means one and like multiple languages <laughs> so whatever i was just glad it wasn't anus because i kept like dyslexiafying the letters and being like it is better that it's unis that is you're correct <laughs> um so teal is like no you are not real this cannot be happening and, and then jack's just like bang 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 jack. <laughs> And um, he's like, don't worry, he's dead. But the costuming for Unis was excellent. Like, yes. we got so many close-ups and everything just looked so, like, good. And I was like, I feel like the last time we saw creatures like this was, like, Cole Shack. And so we're, like, miles ahead of that. Fair. Fair. This, um, this definitely looked better than the lizard monster that was under the hospital in Cole Shack. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my god, could you imagine if James Earl Jones was voicing the lizard from Cold Nothing would make me happier. Nothing would make me happier. Mm. <gasps> oh god, I love that. Um, so, then we get a quick flash to Kendra bringing Sam and Daniel to the cave, and then music is playing while they walk, and then we go back to the cave. Yes, yeah. Um, so uh, Jack's like, hey, Teal'c, my buddy, my pal. <laughs> what the actual fuck did you mean when you told that thing that it, it doesn't exist? And Teal'c's like, story time. So uh, <laughs> Teal'c's inability to like give information until it's directly asked of him might be my favorite thing in the world because he just knows everything but he will never tell you yeah um so uh 
Onus is a myth among the uh, Jaffa, like vampires are to humans. And the story, except for he called them vampire. Yes. 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 So this set me off again, because that's what happens. Yes. Can there be vampires in this world? I know that's supernatural. I know it's not alien. That's different. I mean, it, how far we can go. Could be. It could be. I mean, it all depends on what the like motivation for it is. Like, are vampires really just aliens living on Earth that have like a weird like food source? Like, it's super possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, a lot of supernatural creatures could just be aliens. Very true. Except for like demons. I don't I don't buy that. Yeah. Like being possessed. But then a gun, cold or like everything is aliens. Everything is aliens. Except for serial killers. Those are just people. They're just bad people. Um so basically, um there was a the mythos is that these basically Scary bedtime stories for baby Jaffas. Mm-hmm. What a what a book! I would read that. Scary bedtime <laughs> stories for baby Jaffas. Um, I will write that book. Perfect. So the so Unis was the first host ever, and back in a long time ago, Gawolds would just take over bodies for convenience and brute force rather than beauty and charisma. And then they evolved enough to have enough power to then move on to like manipulation, but they had to get the power first. So the early hosts were this other alien race that were like swamp creaturey. And Unis was the very first old ever. See, I loved this backstory. This made me so happy for the series because I love a good, like, laying a foundation. And I like that we've gone back to the beginning. There's nothing left yeah. in it, I guess. Yeah. Like, we know where it started and with who and why, essentially. Right. Like, it's everything. Yeah. And so the Gaul, Unis went to Samaria and never came back. And the Gawold were so afraid because obviously this is big and scary and powerful and regenerative. And so um, if he went there and never came back and something happened to him and the hammer sucked him up, they would be like, yeah, no, not me. So they, so they like taught their generations on generations not to go to Samaria. So like, well, they didn't even have to teach them because they just know everything that the one. That's true. Them. That's true. Um, I'm learning. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of the myth is that he has the ability to regenerate. So, uh, and Jack's like, yeah, but like he's dead. And Till's like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, probably. He's like, what do you mean, probably? He's like, dead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, <laughs> know about that right he's like are you sure i'm sure are you certain i'm certain so he's dead <laughs> i think so <laughs> okay um it's mean 
Then we go back to uh, Daniel, Sam, and Kendra, and they are a little bit lost. <laughs> but Daniel is like, that is fine, because I will use this opportunity to ask all of the questions. And now Sam is the one giving up way too early. Like, they're in it now, and Sam's giving I'm like, you had nothing earlier, and you weren't giving up. Yeah. Um, and so Daniel is like, so did it hurt? Like, what happened? How in control were you? How much do you remember? Blah, blah. And he's, like, trying to find out everything he possibly can so he's prepared for when he saves Shari's life mm-hmm. from the gold. And she was like, oh, you loved her very much. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, I do. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, I dream about her. And, like, I feel like sometimes she's, like, actually coming to visit me in my dreams. And I know that's stupid. And she was like, no, it's, it's not stupid at all. And I was like, this is so sweet and beautiful. And I'd almost believe it if we didn't spend eight episodes pretending she didn't exist. Right, right. Yeah. <sighs> it's frustrating. Um, then we get a flash of Unis removing the bullets from himself. Not cool. Not cool, dude. Not cool. Then we go back to Sam, Daniel, and Kendra, who are still lost. And this is when Sam is like, just give up. She's like, you don't know. Like, she could still be Gawul. She could still be trying to trap us. She and and Daniel um, is like, did you ever just like know that something was the correct answer and you couldn't explain it? And we once again find out that despite being a scientist, Daniel was probably the most religious person on the show. <laughs> like, because when he thought he went to heaven, like immediately mm-hmm. when he died, and now he's just like, no, like this is. I just know. I just yeah. know. And I was like, okay. Man, wait till Daniel meets Jesus. <laughs> um, and uh, then we go back into the cave and Jack and Teal um, shoot Unis again and run away again. And then we go back out of the cave and Kendra takes them to the exit of the cave and she's like, trying to remember all the things that were in the labyrinth to give them a warning. And then she conveniently waits until this moment to say, oh, and by the way, there was something alive in there. Right, right. So now yeah. she's concerned. Now we're like, um, oh, okay, well, we're going to have to do something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back inside and Jack has found the exit and he tries to leave. Um, but there's, like, weird protection, and Teal starts to go through it and immediately starts, like, being attacked. So Jack saves him, and they're still stuck inside the cave. Um, so Sam, Daniel, and Kendra enter the temple, and they're trying to figure out how to get there. Um, but then they hear shooting, and they're freaking out, and everybody's panicking. Panicking. Mm-hmm. And then Teal and Unis go 1v1 in hand-to-hand combat. And I just put in all caps, don't be careful! You made me so nervous. Um, oh, but before they actually, before he actually, like, throws himself at Unis, he, uh, he goes, O'Neal, are you having the same thoughts that I am having? And Jack goes, the phrase is, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> I'm going to start asking you that. Are you having, Are you having some thoughts that I'm having? Um, and so then uh, 
they force Unis into the laser thingamajigger and um right, then, yeah and Teal'c almost gets like trapped in it with them but once again Jack saves Teal'c's life again isn't this what like the 57th time that Jack has saved Teal'c's life at least um so then uh at this point um the other three have joined them in the cave and Daniel is like, Oh my God, Jack, like, this is amazing. We have this technology. We can save Shara and Scare. It's wonderful. We'll be able to get them out. And Jack's like, yeah, but what about Teal'c? He's in right now. What do we do? I don't know. And Daniel starts to cry a little bit, but then he takes Teal'c's weapon and goes to the outside to destroy the barrier from the outside so that Teal can leave. And um, one shot at getting Charade's car back. Um, but then they have this moment where Daniel says like to Jack, but at least now we know it's possible. Even if we don't know how now because we've destroyed the one thing we knew. Ugh. But then they go back to the gate and they're talking to Kendra and uh, oh god, Gretwin, Gretwin, and they're gonna go to Earth. But then they're like, "Can we like come back and visit you?" And they're like, "Yes, of course." And they're like, "Well, what are you gonna do now that uh, the like hammer is destroyed and you won't be able to protect yourself from the Gaul?" And they're like, "Well, the Gaul don't know that." And also they can seal up the cave and then everyone's just trapped in there. I thought that's what, that's what I thought. Because here's the problem. They say the Gawul don't know that. But we, and I think this might be a plot hole. Okay. Unless they address it later and I'm correct. Which again, don't remember all the details. We've learned that the Gawul have a collective memory. Right. How the shit does, do the Gawuld not know everything that the SG team is doing because of the Gawuld in Teal's stomach? Like that, I am actually confused. Oh. This may be a plot hole. It might be. Because if the Gawuld all have the same collective memory, everything that they do, every single step that the team makes, the Gawuld in Teal's stomach would know about. Unless because it's a larva, it doesn't have full ability to, like, communicate. And it's not in the nervous system. Right. Okay. We'll see. But I don't know. So that is my question about this episode. My big question. Um, But as they're leaving, they exchange gifts and Kendra gives them a rune and uh, Daniel gives Kendra the box to give to Thor. So nice. It's wonderful. What did you think about this episode? So I loved it because I loved the Norse mythology. I thought it was, uh, the story was very interesting. I liked getting a lot of the backstory. Um, I liked that they brought Charay and Scarra back, but I'm getting a little sick of just bringing them up a lot every so often to remind us they're there and then not doing anything. I think the other thing is, 
I'm in this weird place because um, in Bates, we are about to watch the season finale. So like everything's so heightened, but in this because it's a full 24 episode season, we're like a third of the way through. So we don't have that same arc of emotions for ourselves yet. Well, see, I'm fine with that. I'm just, I'm just concerned about the storyline of Shari and Scar that's seemingly not going anywhere and they just throw it in every now and then. They're like, oh yeah, they're here. Okay, bye. And I'm like, what, what are we doing about it though? Like, yeah. you just mention it every three episodes and then be like, all right, moving on now. Right. That's my only problem, but I'm not, I'm not upset with the pacing. I've, I usually try to watch this show first before I watch Bates because I know Bates is so much more, is so much heightened. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. Um, but I also think this was, I think, the first episode that I truly loved this season of Stargate. I mean, because I like the characters, obviously, and everything, but this was the first one that like, I felt like was doing actual plot building and not just world building. Yeah, and I like, felt and like... It, and, it was, and it was in world building, but it was like, we were introduced to the main villain in episode one and we didn't have any information. And this was the first time that we got like good solid information on them. Yep. I definitely agree because I feel like, I mean, every week we're like, what's going to happen next? Like, I have no idea. There's no, like nothing continuing. I mean, they're going to go to a new planet. They're going to learn about new things and then we'll never see them again. Like whatever we learn about, but this time it really felt like something that was going to hold pulled out that we're going to keep learning about everything um do you think thor is real what do you mean like obviously like so the egyptian right there was the hologram but like the egyptian gods are just like people who like have taken on personas of gods like apophis is just a guy who was inhabited by a gaul and, and like became Apophis based on the Egyptian myths. Mm-hmm. I do. I think so. Right, do you think? Because oh, they had all the, I mean, he's the God of Thunder and then they had all the thunder and stuff that went through. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. it was a, it wasn't the same. Like with Apophis, then they have to actually like be there for things to happen. Right. Like, we never all four and like, right. That he like instructed. So, and it was like, immediately like whereas with the last one when they had uh the peloponnesians they had the statue but it was just like automatic in the morning automatic at night it wasn't like things happened because of whatever they did this right one, like, she would do something and then the like thunder would happen mm-hmm. so, like yeah i think it's more likely that he's real than the rest of them just because of that right that's fair it's it's tricky i like because i like that the show basically is like everything that you think people have believed in was just aliens right yes i like it which i feel like that's probably true i mean because i have very strong theories about the existence of great gods Mm -hmm. that um are actually like incredibly like strangely biblically deep rabbit holes that I don't think anyone will want to get into on this podcast. <laughs> I love vague feelings about a lot of things. Oh no, mine are not vague. 
<laughs> I'm a crazy person. You know, um, who do you want to punch? You know, I guess Unis. But like, also, it's like I feel like it's not his fault. I just want to punch the gold. I was trying really hard not to say that, but I just want to punch the gold. That's fair. I want to punch Sam. Fair. Because she was kind of annoying this episode. She was. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, who is your MVP? Tilk. He's such a sweetheart, and he was going to sacrifice himself multiple times to like. He was like, leave me here. And then he was like, I'll go into this light with the Unas. And you just... God bless I am picking Kendra. I almost picked Kendra. Because she is wonderful. And... Um, a lot, man. Just like... So sweet. And like, just like, even things that are like not plot relevant, but the fact that like, she kept all of her tech from when she was a Gawold and then used it to help people to make up for the fact that as a Gawold, like, host, she hurt people. And, like, I just, like, I'm, like, I love her. She's great. Um, the only trivia I really had was that um, James Earl Jones is the only Star Wars cast member to ever be involved in this. Um, but also... The voice of Thor, not in the hologram. Okay. Like the other times that you heard his voice in this episode was actually Michael Shanks, who plays Daniel Jackson. It was his voice. Oh, fun. <laughs> so that's a good that's a good trivia. Yeah. Um I'm still upset that they didn't say Mjolnir. Me too. I was waiting for it. Like in the first scene while he was like explaining <laughs> the hammer, I was waiting for it. So I, I, was like, I, have to, I was like, I'm going to have to pause this on Google to remember how to spell it. That's the thing is they talked about it so much without ever calling it its name. Like, um, Upsetting. Truly, truly upsetting. Truly. Um, what else is upsetting? Is that you are not interacting with us on all of our social medias? I'm like killing it with segues today. <laughs> I'm, I'm living my best life. Um, you can find us on all of the social medias at Death and Aliens. You can email us at deathandaliens at gmail.com. We're not super active on social media, so I apologize. It's not really your fault for not interacting with us. Oh, our lives cool. fell apart. I have posted two days in a row. As of you today, did post two days in a row. I'm Honestly, I posted on my actual Instagram two days in a row, which is like I, first time I've done that in a year and a half. I did not do that. Um, a crazy couple of weeks between both jobs were just wild, so I'm coming back out of it. Yeah. Um, but you can follow me at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at C-E-Cloud 13. And uh, we will see you all for a uh, Thriller Thursday this week. Oh, also, um, I think this episode comes out on Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day. Oh my gosh, happy Mother's Day. You are so <laughs>
We almost missed it. I was trying so hard to think about. I was like, oh, that's I was like, when is I was like, when does this come out? But it was also because I was realizing that I got my work schedule and I didn't think to take off for Mother's Day and I worked one to eight on Mother's Day. Oh no. And then I was like, oh wait, that means this comes out on Mother's Day. Right. Cool. Got it. Because that's this weekend, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's all Day. To all of the moms who listen to this podcast, which I think is just my sister. And my aunt. And your aunt. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Happy Mother's Day. I love you guys. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. We did it. Well, <laughs> that was the weirdest way to end the episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>